another episode of the Ideas Exchange podcast presented by Inexpress. I'm your host, Paul Casperi. This is the podcast. We talk business. We talk entrepreneurship, being a franchisor or a franchisee, tech, marketing, whatever we could cram in between all those categories. We try to talk about that here on this podcast. And my guest today is another one of our very own from the Inexpress network, Mr. Richie Wynn. Richie, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Paul. I'm excited to be here. I am as well. We uh, we had another one of your cohorts on previously, Mr. Tom Morris. Uh, yes. Maybe we can dive into that a little bit further on the on the show. But uh, let's talk about you. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself, your background, all that good stuff. Yeah. No. For, for uh, you know, for those of you listening that you know may not be overly familiar with our franchise, uh, my name is Richie Wynn. Um, I am a sales rep for Franchise 147 here out of Provo, Utah. Um, I started with Tom about six years ago, did lead generation for him for about a year and a half while I was finishing up a statistics degree. Um, and then once we got towards the end of that, he's talked me into coming to sell for him. And now, uh, you know, here we are, we're, we're growing the business and uh, we have a couple more reps that I'm managing and it's uh, it, it's been great. He's he's being very modest and he's not touching on the fact that I wanted him to. You're one of the top sales guys, account executives in the organization. Congrats to that. That's that's a huge win. Thank you, Paul. Yeah, it's uh, like I said, it's been a fun ride. We've had a lot of success. We got a great team over here. You most certainly do, and and it keeps growing, like you said. So the topic I wanted to touch on with you today, and I can't think of anyone else who could really dive into this with me. Uh, other than yourself, is just sales cycle. And and when I was researching this topic, I pulled up the just kind of the typical definition of a sales cycle. I'm going to read that really quick. Uh, it says a sales cycle is the repeatable and tactical process salespeople follow to turn a lead into a customer. With a sales cycle in place, you always know your next move and where each lead is within the cycle. It can also help you repeat your success or determine how to improve. So Richie, let's, let's start with that as that that's our definition of a sales cycle. What, what's your knee jerk reaction to that? And, and this kind of, and this kind of a topic. Yeah, well, that's a really good question. And, you know, as salespeople and, you know, those of that us that have been doing it for a while, you know, we, we can, if you look at every individual interaction relationship with each customer, it seems so different, so unique, but if you do boil it down, you know, to its bare bones, you know, the relationships start and continue the same way, you know, for all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, when we talked about sales cycle. There's a, you know, obviously a process we follow over here at our franchise. We, we, you know, really heavily emphasize um, consultative selling um, more kind of a, I guess you could say an empathetic um, mm-hmm. approach to the customer, you know, putting the customer um being in those in the customer's shoes you know looking at their business as if it were our own and then following up with them like crazy um so within that i mean that that's just stuff we emphasize within it um the sales process really for us you know from the first time you talk to them till the time you close the business um and we don't you know an activation is not you know at the end of the sales process you know in our business you Sales process really never ends. You know, it's a it's a residual business. You know, people ship every day. You're really selling to new customers and your existing customers every single day. You know, you're selling them to continue to shipping with you, whether that's through service 
or new products um, and speaking to new products, you know, adding new products and really kind of fleshing out what we can do for them. Um, and really that all kind of that happens um, from the time that you introduce yourself to them, whether uh, you're talking to them on the phone or you're talking to them in person, you know, the very first thing that you got to sell is yourself. You know, they, the person on, on the, on the other end of the phone, uh, the person you're shaking your hand, they got to like you. Um, if mm. they don't like you, they don't really care what you have to say. Um, so, um, really just be personable. Um, but like I mentioned, you know, try to be empathetic, you know, be polite. Don't be overly pushy, pick up on social cues. Um, and from there it kind of goes downhill, you know, you get to know them, um, you, you you sell them on the company and the idea of what it is um figure out what products that they may need um kind of you know as you're talking to them you're kind of running through the your head of the uh, the service type menus like, all right you know they do the xyz you know we can help them with you know this that and the other yeah. Um, so you go through product and then one thing we really emphasize, um, and it's been really successful for us and that we've emphasized with our, uh, our newer reps is try to save price for, for the last thing that you talk about, hmm. um, price. And then, um, honestly on the e-commerce side, um, we try to save, um, the software integration for the end too. Hmm. Um, I know it's, uh, it's, you know, I'm sure other sales reps can empathize and know exactly what we're talking about with ship station block and live ratings and that, um, mm -hmm. and whatnot. Um, it's pretty crazy. You know, once, if the person really likes you, if you, you know, tell them about a product or service you have that feel they can really, you know, help. Mm -hmm. Um, if you've done it right, it may not always work out, but they're much more motivated to find a stock gap solution or present something that may not be as smooth as long as you're solving a bigger pain point. Yeah. Um, that's a really long winded answer to <laughs> um, what is the sales process, but you know, it's just something I think about a lot and that we practice a lot. So. Yeah, no, that, so. I, I think that was great. There was a couple of things, a couple of nuggets I got out of there. One is you're not really going through a step-by-step -step process. Rather you're, you're building a relationship versus a sale. If you, if you will, right. you know, if we put that in quotations, mm -hmm. uh, and then the next thing, which I thought was pretty cool, and maybe there's a lot of salespeople out there that don't think of it this way, but that, that price aspect of it, or that integration part that you were talking about, save it for the very end. Because I, I think a lot of people want to do that right out of the gate, but you're saying, no, let's, let's put that at bay. Let's build the relationship first and then go from there. Yeah. Is that, did I follow that right? Yeah. And that's something, you know, I've really learned from Tom, honestly, that, that, that's what he does. That's how he operates. Um, you know, before I wasn't, you know, as well trained by him as I, as I have been now, mm -hmm. I'd go into those e-commerce appointments be like in the back of my mind, I'd be like, oh, we don't have the software integrations and no, we don't have this and that. Um, when, you know, you're worried about it, but your customer's not worried about it right now. So why are mm -hmm. you worrying, worrying about it yet? Um, and that's the whole thing that really carries the whole sale is, is the relationship. And, you know, you're still moving it across, you know, moving the ball across different yard lines. Um, but you're doing it through the relate relationship, not necessarily pure persuasion. It's still persuasion, you know, still yeah. sales, but you're doing it based off something really solid. You know, these people trust you, they find you credible and they want to work with you. 
Um, and that is, you know, an ex a very, very solid foundation. You'll have customers for years upon years if you have, if you can build that at the beginning. Yeah. I think I've heard Tom say, uh, before it's your solution providers, you're finding the solution right. that that end user needs and, and, and solving that or, or filling that gap, if you will. Um, one of the things that I wanted to touch on, uh, when we were reading the definition or looking this up, uh, it talks about determine how to improve in the sales cycle. And I, I kind of wanted to ask you that. Cause I remember back in October, uh, at one of our sales conventions, you were talking about improving the process and, and trying different things and, and building upon what you were doing. How do you improve your sales cycle or your sales process? Um, you know, it's, really just trial and error. You know, if, if you don't do it, if you're, if you, uh, if you don't go out there and, and fail and find out what doesn't work, you, you never know, you know, what does. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, it's just a matter of getting over that call avoidance or, you know, being nervous about walking in that door. Oh, I don't want to tell this customer something bad happened. If you just, if you kind of tiptoe around it, and you're like, oh, well, I put this process, I think it's great, but I, do, I don't know if it works. If you don't put it to practice, you'll never know if you're headed the right way. And I think really just through trial and error, you know, different approaches with, um, you know, different types of people and customers too, you know, like I mentioned earlier, you know, you break down everything down to the bare bones, the process is the same at its mm -hmm. core, but whether it's a different industry, different person and different personality there's different approaches you know there's you know soft approaches you can be be a bit more aggressive maybe a bit bolder uh maybe a bit more you know reserved and you'll you'll never know what's going to work for who until you try it and more often than not you're gonna get it wrong the first few times but just because yeah. you get it wrong the first few times doesn't mean that customer is not going to work out and that kind of leads back to the relationship to yeah. where you know, you don't have to be perfect as a sales rep or an organization. Um, but if you have that relationship there, it, it really all just ties back to that. Uh, yeah. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. I, I like the term fail fast so you can move forward, right? Yes. Fail, fail as Absolutely. fast as you can. <laughs> yeah. Well, you were, you were talking about uh, your the approach. You know, if, if it's a new client, new person, whatever the case may be, how do you determine that approach? I mean, is it something you do some research beforehand or... You just kind of feel it out when you're there. What, what's your take on that? Um, you know, really, whether it's over the phone or in person, I don't do a lot of research on the companies before. Um, I have tried it before. I don't really find it overly effective. Um, and here's the reason why is because I'll approach it initially the same. I'll say, hey, you know, I'm Richie um, with InExpress. You know, I, you know, help you know, companies with, you know, all different types of shipments. And I'm curious, you know, what do you guys do as a business? You know, I'd love to see what areas we may be able to help you out with. Um, and I, I want them to tell me, like I could go up and see, oh, you know, ABC company, they ship um, pressure gauges all over the world. And here's where they ship to. This is a shopping cart. Um, I found sometimes when I've done that, it kind of pigeonholes my thinking mm. on what opportunities we can get. I'm like, all right, I'm going to ask these guys about their, you know, international exports. They might only be doing, you know, three to four a week, but you may miss out on an opportunity of them. You know, they import all the stuff from China and it could be tons of different imports. And 
Um, I really just like to get a full picture painted by them because they're the ones there every day doing it. Mm. Um, and they typically bring up their most, you know, the biggest pain point within their logistics process. So, you, so you're kind of leaving it open-ended, right? To, to yeah. let them kind of uncover the, the pain point. I like that. Yeah. I've never really heard it approached that way before. Um, so, you know, there's, there's typical steps in a sales cycle, like I, looking up the definition again, it, it listed out, find leads, connect with leads, qualify leads, present to prospects, overcome objections, close the deal, nurture new customers, rinse and repeat. Are you that rigid in your sales cycle? Like, do you follow a step-by-step -step process or you keep it kind of nimble? I try to keep it nimble. Um, you know, if, like I said, they're, they're all free flowing. They're all a little bit different, but at the end of the day, when I, whatever I close, they follow those exact steps, you know, you just, you just mentioned, and it is sequential. It's not jumping out of order, but I don't, like I said, every customer is going to work, you know, move at their, their own pace. Mm. I may walk into somewhere or call someone. They're like, yes, I have this shipment right now. I've been looking for someone to move it. I need you to move it right now. And it might sound crazy, but it does happen. Lucky you. Know, you. Really does happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, I was a skeptic too when, when people used to tell me that. It doesn't happen every day, but, you know, if you're out there calling, you know, pounding the pavement, whatever, it'll happen. Especially if you're just asking people for shipments. Hey, what can I move today for you? They're like, oh, well, now that you mention it. Um, and then, you know, they may ship once and then you have to go back and develop them a bit more because... Um, or, you know, there's customers I've pursued for a year, not aimlessly, but just because we've been working on projects or they were getting started a little bit. They may have not been ready at that time. Um, now I'm not calling them every single day for a year or every other day or even every week. Um, cause I'm sure that would be really annoying for my customers if I did that. Um, but you know, you develop them over time, those steps, one of the steps may happen every other month, but. No, it can get there. And some of those people are, you know, my top customers. And I mean, it took me about 18 months to develop. And two and a half years later, they're right at the top and they're solid as ever. So um, it'll all follow the steps eventually. Um, there is, you know, you have to kind of funnel them towards there. But if you try to herd them too aggressively, you may push them away a little bit. And then the relationship starts off a bit rockier. Like, okay, you know, this guy's just here, here to push shipments. Um, so that may not be true, you know, for everyone's experience in, in the network, but here that that's the approach we take. Love it. That's, that's fair. Is it fair to say that's the unicorn? I've got 700 pallets got to go out today and I do this every week, take care of it. Is that the... <laughs> Yeah. Well, that type of volume, no, I wish that would happen. <laughs> it's, it's usually your guy who's never shipped the pallet before and he yeah. has no idea what to do with it. Yeah. Well, you guys step in and you handle it. So with your with your exactly. new sales reps and your your account executives, what's uh what's some of the advice or maybe the pitfalls you, you steer them to avoid? Or yeah, talk about that a little bit. Um Kind of what you were, you know, you were alluding to is the the fail fast. Mm -hmm. um, you know, with new sales reps, um, everyone's gung ho, everyone's ready to go, everyone wants to have their, you know, email template drafted. Everyone who gives them an email address, they want to email them right away, and they're super bummed out when they email 100 people, and no one responds. Mm -hmm. um, 
So, you know, we come in, we train them about the products, services, um, you know, give them advice, make calls with them, go on appointments with them, um, but really kind of give them, you know, the freedom to sell in their own way. Um, and then as we go through prospects and we go through, um, you know, opportunities, quantify that, talk about relationships they're building. Um, we talk about what what's working for them, um, what they're stuck on, maybe why what they're doing isn't working. Um, and usually they, you know, they can see, say, oh, yeah, I remember when you told me that would probably be a waste of a time, waste of my time two weeks ago. And I was like, yeah, no, I, I knew it was a waste of time. But I told you, know, you so. I told you so. Yeah. Like, but the only way you can know that and internalize that uh, for the most part, um, you know, hopefully less than some things that we say um, <laughs> is to go out and fail and realize it doesn't work. Um, and, you know, I'm a strong believer in everyone's everyone sells a little bit different. So pushing a very rigid um, method of it, as long as they're following those steps that we're talking about, like mm -hmm. underneath, you know, um, everything they're doing, it's still following that and they're building strong customers, um, you know, that are solid, pay, consistent. You know, who cares how you're selling, right? Mm -hmm. if, it's, if, if the numbers are there, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Great advice. Well, we're coming up to the end of our time together. Uh, I just want to kind of leave it open for you. Any other thoughts or piece of advice you want to throw out there for anyone that's sitting in your seat or, you know, aspiring to be uh, a, the next Richie win? What, what, what do you have for them? <laughs> um, you know, I actually do have something. Um, you know, I, I've been thinking a lot about goals um, and setting goals and you know, it's, uh, you know, it's a little bit slower to start out the year than it has been, you know, relatively the past couple of years, because um, economic reasons, mm -hmm. um, Chinese New Year started a little bit earlier this year, plethora of things. Um, so I kept thinking about, you know, setting daunting goals, like I like to set goals that scare me. Um, you know, I feel like a lot to chew off. And, you know, I've been talking about this with, the, you know, Cameron and Lizzie, my other two reps is, you know, set a big goal. Um, but set small goals to be able that lead up to that, you know, mm. if you want to grow $500,000 in margin this year, that's great. Find out how much in margin you need to add monthly, how many accounts that equates to, uh, and find out who's in your pipeline, quantify your pipe pipeline, choose who you're going to target every week, pick a close date, follow up with them. Follow up is seriously the most important thing you could do. Mm -hmm. um and just execute you know don't spend too much time planning just go out and do it um and so that's been heavily on my mind as we push toward big goals this year um and you know i've reflected and you know i've every year i've hit my goal that's what i've done you know what can i do today what can i do in a week what can i do in a month not what do i have to hit by december 31st 2023 so as long as eventually leads to that you know just set small interim goals to be able to accomplish that. I love that. Great way to great way to close out that conversation. I love ending these with a random question. If you've listened to yeah. the podcast before, uh, people tend to look forward to this and they have no idea where I'm going to go with it. So that's why it's fun for me. But great. Uh, hardest sale you've ever had to make. So I, I guess there, there could be a couple different categories. Is there a certain like... I'm, I'm like leaving it open-ended. People... I'm leaving it open-ended. Oh man, <laughs> hardest sale. For those that are watching the video, he's sweating a little bit. So I am sweating a little bit. I mean, 
I've had people yell and scream at me a lot. But I'm trying to think of one that was yelling and screamed at me that's now a good customer of mine. Okay, I do have one. Um, I got a, a customer of mine. He manufactures different types of vending machines. Um, and I was connected to him. He's in California. I was connected to him through one of my customers here in Utah. Um, he was, you know, he owns a CBD company. He ordered some vending machines to, uh, you know, disperse his CBD product. Um, and so I called him. That guy was just rude. And he's like, yeah, I don't, I don't care. You know, stop calling me. Yeah. Um, and, but I had to move these machines for my customer. You know, he's, Hey, I need these machines. So I called him every day and he's like, stop calling me. I'll let you know when it's ready. And then my customer on the other end was pulling me the other way, but you know, eventually got him moving. You know, I'd call, you know, my goal with him was try to make him laugh every time he's, he's the most, one of the most crotchety guys that you'll ever talk to. Um, did a great job on the shipment. And now, you know, he calls me pretty much every other day, you know, usually to complain about something, you know, in a, like an ironic, sarcastic way, not yeah. that I've done, but got a great relationship now. And, uh, you know, he's going to have his biggest year ever. That's awesome. Richie, thank you so much for your wealth of knowledge, your time really appreciated and, uh, just keep, keep crushing out there, man. Hey, thanks, Paul. Thanks for having me on. Uh, you know, it, anyone, if, you know, you're struggling or need, need some help, you know, feel free to reach out. I'll always pick up. Richie win everybody. Thanks buddy. We'll talk to you later. Hey, see you, Paul. Thank you so much for listening to the Ideas Exchange podcast presented by InExpress. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to show us some love and support, please share it out with others on social media or leave us a rating and review. If you want to know more about what InExpress is, visit InExpress.com to find out what they do and how they can help you and your business. That's I-N-X-P-R-E-S-S dot com. Thank you so much and we will catch you in the next episode.